gates and touchdowns. This is Jonathan. We got Peyton back. And we also have Caleb with us. No Drew, but Drew. Shout out to Drew for getting the prediction right with Mississippi State Bulldogs winning. Today we're going to talk about our thoughts over the weekend, the players of the week, uh, the state of the SEC, how we think it's going to shake out now after one week of play, who impressed us and who disappointed us, our game of the week, um, as well as the other games going forward. And then our last topic is going to be uh, how the stadium atmosphere is different in 2020. So we're going to start off with uh, Caleb. And Caleb, who is your player of the week? I mean, most people are going to say one name, but I'm going to say another. My player of the week is Kyle Pitts. Eight receptions, 170 yards, four touchdowns. That man was balling. He was catching everything. He was all over the field. And he's not a receiver. He's a tight end, people. A tight end getting these numbers. And this day and age is amazing. Yeah, he's kind of, I guess, like your Travis Kelsey, isn't he? He, he is. Payton, who's your player of the week? Uh, my guy, you know, balled out first game in the SEC, transferred from Stanford, KJ Castello. Dude was 36 for 60, 623 yards, 5 TD in Death Valley, and was the guy to upset the LSU Tigers and the Mike Leach offense. Um, he, he just balled out, dude. He was a guy that a lot of people didn't think could do it, especially with the air raid and how it is, didn't think it would work in the SEC. And he comes out and throws for 600 yards and 5 TDs. Those are NFL numbers. And he is just a guy that, you know, I think we'll see get better. Um, so that is my player of the week. All right, all right. My player of the week, it's not a sexy pick, but he got his team to W when they were struggling. It's going to be the quarterback for Georgia. Stetson came out slinging that ball after they had an ugly start. Uh, showed up thinking that he was going to be, you know, the third person, probably even fourth on the depth chart. Uh, when Jamie Newman transferred in, um, JT Daniels, talented quarterback out of USC transfer, and uh, Dewan Mathis got the nod, but uh, he was able to answer the call, come out, and uh, lead the Georgia Bulldogs to a victory um, in a hostile environment in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Very hostile. I think it reached uh, 20 decibels. Pig suey. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's my player of the week. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about last week's – or this past Saturday's games. Um, or, you know, more so of how they've impacted the standings. And I think the one that glares out to me the most is, you know, we thought LSU was going to be a top three team. Maybe could go to Atlanta, recapture the magic of last year. And, yeah, here we are. We all, what, what is your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, again, they had a lot of magic last year, and they were a guy, a, a, you know, a team that just had all the right people at the right times and the right systems. Um, losing their D.C. and pass game coordinator who helped lead their offense to a national championship. Um, it, it was a lot on the coaching, bring back Bo Pelini, um, to try to get that defense started and coming back up just did not help at all. 
um, giving up over 632 yards of offense, which is not acceptable in the SEC. It, it, looking at LSU, they they just they don't have the guys in the right systems, and uh, you know, losing Singletary right before the game, he had to be hospitalized. Um, I hope he gets a speedy recovery. Uh, hate to hear that about him, who was their best defensive player. So they were out with all their weapons. They didn't have Joe Burrow, who won them the Heisman, and Miles Brennan still does not look like he is an SEC caliber quarterback. Um, I think he's not a bad player. I just don't think he's a guy that's going to lead the Tigers to do anything. So I'm, I'm really not surprised by this. Uh, Mike Leach is that guy that brings a lot of excitement. Mississippi State wants to be that elite program in Mississippi, and they've worked hard for it, and getting to beat LSU was a way to be on this track. I, I'll say this, guys. This year, nobody's safe. Um, everybody doesn't get those games where you can work on yourself or work on your young players and help them get better and get some playing time. Um, it's an all-SEC schedule. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more upsets in the beginning from some of these lower teams to higher caliber teams. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I think we saw, we were used to seeing Mike Leach, you know, we saw him at Texas Tech growing up. Um, you know, Michael Crabtree beating Texas. Saw him at Washington State. Um, you know, I never really controlled the Pac-12 over there. Saw glimpses of, you know, how, how good his offense could be, but he was never really contending over in the Pac-12. But, you know, now here in the SEC, making a little noise goes in to the defending national champions stadium. Now, granted, I mean, it wasn't like a packed-out Death Valley. Um, I think that did affect the game. I think Death Valley, hands down, is probably the hardest environment to play in on the road. I think they have the best home crowd. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mike Leach is like, you know, I'm kind of the weird kid on the block. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to throw the ball around. I'm going to throw it 600 yards. I'm going to bring in this dude, Costello, Pac-12 guy. I'm going to bring him from the West Coast, Stanford. And, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I I think the, uh, I mean, from the, from the past week, I think, I don't think Mississippi State can necessarily beat Alabama, but I think they're definitely going to give Texas A&M a game. They're going to give Auburn a game. I think uh, the Egg Bowl is going to be really good. And I think they can just, close the door on Arkansas. Caleb, what do, you th- what do you think about what's going on right now? Well, I'll, in LSU's defense, that's probably one of the hardest teams to come out. And uh, you have no film on them, what they're going to run this year. And Mississippi State, you didn't know if it was going to be a air raid right from the beginning or a balance of something. But we know now that this is going to be a Mike Lynch air it out, air raid offense. And you could see it from the very in the first quarter. I think the total. I think they had 15 carries the whole game for their running backs. That is not an SEC uh, game right there. That is not. We don't. We do not see everybody just throwing it around. It's really hard to defend. Um, you got to have solid corners one through four to cover all their receivers. And Mississippi State's got some big six five receivers. They are out there. Um, but I will say, 
Uh, Terrence Marshall for LSU was balling out with eight receptions for 122 yards and two touchdowns. I will say uh, LSU's defense had four turnovers. Uh, the only problem is that Mississippi State had seven sacks and two interceptions. Seven sacks. Seven sacks in the game. That's offensive line. Miles My- Brennan was not comfortable in that pocket. And, I mean, he didn't have a horrible well, game. Well, he got a touchdown from trying to throw the ball away. <laughs> just landing in the dude's what lap. Happens when it you're, happens. That's what happens when you replace too many players. Too many like, guys left this year. He threw for 343 yards. Miles Brennan had a lot of yards, but let's be honest. They really never controlled the game. I'm going to tell you all, and I was thinking about this the other within the last 24 hours. I think LSU, what team they really remind me of a lot is the 2011 Auburn Tigers. Oh, yeah. Because the year after the Natty. They lost their best player. They've lost everybody that helped contribute, and right. they have a bunch of young guys. That is the 2011 Auburn football team right there. I don't. I think Gus. I think Gus. I think he was. In, he was there in 2011. He stayed in 2011. Yeah, he was the OC. That was his last year as the OC. Because in 2012 he mm-hmm. went to Arkansas State. Yeah, he did. So like you got and like nothing against the guy, um, you know Brennan, um, nothing against the guy Barrett Trotter, but you got some big shoes to fill. A Heisman Trophy winning national champion quarterback, and now you're supposed to. Uh, you know, once you win championships, people just get hungrier. And see, and that's what I don't understand. LSU, be happy, okay, that you got a championship. All right, you could be Georgia celebrating a 40-year anniversary from your last national championship and thinking that you're dominant when you really haven't done anything. Yeah, you got a couple SEC titles on your belt. That's great. LSU's won a couple uh, of SEC, but your last championship was, what, in 2007 or, two, or 2008 with uh, Les, Les Miles? Miles. And then you come out, and Ed O, who nobody expects to win a national championship, do anything, gets a team like that and one of the most dominant runs ever, be be happy, okay? Dude went through a divorce. He lost all his players. He had all his best players opt out this year. And what is there not to expect? All right? And one, hey, shout out to Jordan Rogers, all right, for coming out and saying that uh, Mississippi State was going to win that game and everybody gave him so much beef. Jordan Great call, great analyst work, man. Keep it up on SEC Network. Drewby slash Rumham also called that last week, though. He did. He did. He, he did. did. He shot from the hip, and it worked. He did. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, not to get hung up on this game, but, like, that's the – I guess to um, – It was probably the best game of the week competitive-wise. I mean, I guess, I, I guess transitioning into uh, – we're still on topic here, but, you know, I think us three and I think everybody else in the, in the country right now, they're like, the LSU team, mm, they might not break 500. They might not. <laughs> I mean, look, look who they still have to play. They have to play Auburn, Alabama, A&M. Florida. Florida. And Florida looks hot right now. Florida's very hot. Played. And then uh, – So I, hot right now. I, I mean, guys, they might – win only three or four ball games this year after watching that performance. I think Ole Miss is going to give them a run um, on the, the lane train. So yeah, The lane train's no slouch team. So here, here's my question for you guys. If Ed O only wins two or three ball games this year, well, let's say they're only wins against Vanderbilt. Let's just throw that little scenario out there. Do they get rid of Ed O? No. No. 
All right. Do they get rid of Bo Pelini or or do they fire both coordinators and try to go get no. somebody? Else? You don't think anybody gets fired? No, I mean, you got like okay, yeah, we're playing football and like everything's starting back late, but at the same time, I think you kind of got to scrap this year because you didn't have a spring. Your fall camp was weird. You got some players who want to sit out for personal reasons, and like you just kind of got to scrap it. And like, I mean, if say LSU, let's. Let's see. Let's just run through their schedule real quick. They got Bandy this coming Saturday. Mizzou, I think that will be a win. Missouri's next. Mizzou, that's two wins. They go into Gainesville. I think they lose that. I do too. That South Carolina game. That's that's the pivot right there. It is. Because if they don't beat South Carolina, Dude, then okay. they go to Auburn. What? What, what if they're Bama, A and M? Then they finish it with Ole Miss. You forgot Arkansas. Yeah. So I mean, but do they have a rank win this year? Do you think? No. I do I don't not think, think they, they will. I don't think they do. I think if they have any rank win, it will be a shootout against Texas A&M. Cool. So, I guess we'll find out later yeah, on in the Texas year. Texas A&M's kind of duty right now. I mean, I Texas A&M, what, why does everybody think Kellen Mond is this superstar quarterback? Which is, he, that, we I'm should sorry. just hop on that next subject I, already. So, so, has he won anything? <laughs> just go ahead and go with A&M next. We still got to talk about, you know, what's going on. We're talking about the West. <laughs> I guess uh, you know to shake it, to finish up the uh, the West conversation we got going, and move over to the East and think how that's going to go. Um, just from one, one week, small sample size, but still, um, you know, right now if I had to rank them as opposed to how I had them before, I think uh, I think Alabama looked really good. They looked pretty crisp. Al- Alabama Missouri. looked really good. Now, granted, um, granted, it is Missouri. It was Missouri. Don't really know how good Missouri is right now. I think Missouri's a pretty good defensive team. I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, is that going to be enough? You got to have an offense to help out your defense. It's true, but like, I will say, in his defense, like a lot of people, like even even you, Coach Holmes, with kind of shitting on uh, Mac Jones. I didn't really crap on Mac Jones. I thought Mac Jones is a really good, accurate quarterback. I don't think he is good enough to win a natty. But he's very Greg McElroy. He is he's a, a great Ma- manager. He, he reminds me a lot of Greg McElroy. He's a guy that is good enough to play with the team he has. He's got so many superstars around him that literally, okay, hey, Najee Harris, I'm gonna hand it off, hand it off, hand it off. Oh, you want me to throw deep to the fastest wide receiver in Waddle. the nation? Waddle? And probably the best wide receiver in the country? Sure, why not? Let me just throw a post up in the air. And he'll go get it. I mean, guys, he he had multiple catches against double coverage. Like, it was passes that shouldn't even have gone to him, and he made him look easy. Waddle's the best receiver in the country, and I think either George Pickens, Seth, Seth Williams, number two to three, and then Dante Smith is number four. And so two out of the four best receivers are with Mac Jones? What if what if Kyle Pitts is lined up in the wideout position? Then <laughs> I mean, Kyle Pitts reminds me a lot of Kelsey, and he is a guy that is going to be a Kelsey-like receiver, tight end in the NFL. Um, whatever team picks them him up is going to have a lot to work with. Yeah, he's I'm not, just he's saying, not as thick as Kelsey is. No, no he's, he's not. not. But he's I'm saying not. one-on-one, you're at the one-yard line. you got him all the way on the other side. Um, he's got one-on-one coverage. Are you not going to throw it to Kyle Pitts right there at the one-yard line? It's going to be very tempting not to. Right. So, before we get back to the East, I know we're trying to talk about Kyle Pitts. 
Caleb, one through seven, who who, who would you who would you have to rank? How the West is. Um, Bama first. Okay. Right now, I would say it's going to be Auburn second, Mississippi State third, um, LSU and Texas A and M. I don't know. It's I don't know. I like Ole Miss right now. They were really good against Florida, but I'm going to go. You know what? I say Ole Miss next, LSU, A and M, and then Arkansas. Because A&M did not impress. They, you're playing Vanderbilt. You do not go out there and win 17-12. to 12. Yeah. They are the uh, – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be an Arkansas rant right here. They are the bottom feeders of the SEC East. You do not go out there and play that bad. Kellen Mond, you are a four-year starter. You go out there and show you know how to play football. Jimbo Fisher's up there. I oh, don't know what to do now. My quarterback keeps fumbling the ball. He's had three fumbles today. Replace him. Get a new guy in there. The second, the second string's got to play a little bit better, right? Maybe. Like you never even attempted the backup quarterback. Maybe he plays better in a game than in practice. You never know. That's true. So, I mean, do you, do you disagree with Caleb's rankings, or do you think they're pretty spot on? Uh, pretty close. Uh, with mine, you know, I think Bama-Auburn's in that one-two spot. Um, truthfully, three could be Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Um, I really think that those two – I think Ole Miss playing a really, really good Florida team. Um, and one, keeping it a ball game, keeping it close, just showed them that Lane Kiffin's got – the spirit of that team up. Uh, hey, let me tell you something. That powder blue jerseys, though, that, that brought out the good Rebel in it a way. Was. It was. It was hey, nice. they, that, if, if we gave out a uniform of the week. Right or, there. That's it. Right there. Okay? You think they beat Georgia's throwbacks? Uh, d- beat Georgia's throwbacks. Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. Look, By 100. Hey, look, my, uh, Georgia's throwbacks. I tell you what, the red pants looked really good. I did like it. But the powder blues, yeah. helmets, and the jerseys. It's nice. just a hard combination to beat. Looked really good, but going back to topic, um, I think it, then after them it's A and M and then LSU and then Arkansas. I just don't think it's LSU's year this year, um, which you know you're going to have at times when you're having success. You're going to have bad years to build back up. Uh, they got a lot of young talent where they can get themselves back on track, but uh, I think the Iron Bowl game will determine who goes to the SEC championship. That's the way Alabama and Auburn fans like it. That is. But there is a Texas – but it is not the last game of the season. No. Alabama finishes the season with Arkansas, whereas Auburn finishes with Texas A&M. So let's uh, climb over that Berlin Wall and talk about the East. I, you know, I uh, when, when we, last, last week I uh, had the Georgia Bulldogs going to – down the street to Atlanta. Um, man, that was uh, kind of a sloppy win in, in Fayetteville. You know, again, you get a little bit of an excuse because you didn't have a spring or a fall camp. But did anybody else? No. Um, I think Florida looked really good to a uh, powder blue Ole Miss hyped up new Lane Train Ole Miss. 
They took care of business. Kyle Trask, I think, looked really good uh, throwing the ball around with the placement. Um, so, you know, if I had to flop over, I would say right now, I, I think I like Florida. Right now is the best, followed by Georgia. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, that's just uh, – really, I'd put Kentucky, Tennessee, and South Carolina all right there. I don't really know who the best yeah. of those three are right now. Um, and then Mizzou and Vandy, they're still, you know, six and seven. Um, so, Caleb, what do you think? What, what is your take on uh, what's going on with the SEC East? I mean, right now, your, your list of the standings is pretty much spot on. Florida's number one right now. Their offense looks great. Their defense can be a little bit better, but they didn't look horrible out there. Um, Georgia, um, um, can I ask you a question? Did y'all want to play this year? Um, about Georgia, yeah, uh, or Georgia Bulldogs. The uh, Georgia Bulldogs. It, it was a seven to five, if I wasn't mistaken, at halftime versus ten to five. Ten to five. Oh, versus who was, who was Arkansas. Leading? Arkansas was. Arkansas was. The leading. Razorbacks were up. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did y'all just not want to play this year? I mean, y'all heard Jamie Newman was coming in. Y'all were like, all y'all ego was. Y'all are peacock. Y'all ready to fly, but <laughs> he opted out. And, and y'all then, were like, and then Felipe Frank said, "You know what? I think we're going to build some kelp apparatus breathing systems, and we've got to taste a lion, and we like lion." You mean bulldog? Um, no, bulldog. Lion. Oh, okay. It's from the other guys, the I movie. Know. Okay, but it's Will Ferrell, and Mark Wahlberg. You, a lot of people had Georgia's defense as the number one defense this year. Granted, y'all gave up ten points at half. That's not horrible. And the second half, your defense really showed out. So it helped your offense. But I was not impressed at all with your offense. Your running game looks sloppy. Your passing game is this new I, – I can't even tell you where this dude came from, Bennett. Uh, did he come from like – the? He was tucked away in the back of the closet. The back of the closet? Because he, he was supposedly the fourth-string quarterback. Now, granted, he didn't do bad. He threw for 211 yards and two touchdowns. But, I mean, Georgia's defense is the one that really bailed you out with three interceptions. Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks did not have a great Yeah, he did not have a great game. Uh, Different different teams saying Felipe. I I will say y'all did come in the second half. I mean, it took to the third quarter. Six minutes into the third quarter. To y'all to actually gain a lead versus Arkansas. That scares me as a Georgia fan, if anything. I don't know. I think uh, – I feel like Georgia under the Kirby Smart era has just uh, – you know, he's been really – he's been a defensive – it's like we're going to play really good defense. We're going to hand the ball off 30, 40 times, and we're going to throw when we need to. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was – a sloppy win, but it was a win nonetheless. That's Their true. defense showed up. Versus pretty much arguably the worst team in the SEC. The dumpster fire. Arkansas or Vanderbilt. Which one you want to say? Which one's worse, Vandy or Arkansas? All right. They're both pretty I don't bad. Know. After this past week, Vandy might be better. Peyton, what are your thoughts? Well, about Georgia, I mean, guys, I mean, truthfully, going into a new offense where they're mostly run and they don't throw the ball as much, uh, they threw a lot. I mean, throwing 47 times. Um, 
And granted, they struggled. And then when um, Stinson came in, um, Stinson Bennett came in, I, th- I think that's where they kind of got their mojo back a little bit. Now, granted, yeah, it was a bad Arkansas team that they played. Um, I don't count the dogs out yet. Um, they didn't look good. And sometimes you got games where you don't look good. And that's where having these games against smaller teams really come into play so you can try to build off that, trying to find players that fit. Um, Dwan Mathis being a freshman and everything, he's just not ready, guys. And um, he had to come into the role. He didn't fit the role. And then they came in. And, you know, guys, what if what if Bennett's Georgia's Kyle Trask? I mean, again, no, nobody heard Kyle Trask last year. And now he's apparently the number one quarterback in the SEC this year. Um, so, you never know. Um, Georgia looks looked good with him there. Again, he was 20 for 29 with 211 yards and two TDs and had a QBR rating of 93. So, I, he didn't look bad to me. He hadn't played a full game. Um, we'll see, see how he does against the Auburn Tigers and see if he's the real deal or not. But if they don't find a quarterback – they, they are not going to have success. They have to have a quarterback. And, again, I remember Georgia fans last year saying Jake Fromm's not the answer. I think you all see now that Jake Fromm was really good for Georgia. Um, so, a lot of you all owe him an apology. And we'll just see how, you know, Bennett does throughout the season. So, you think they stick with Bennett as their, I think as their Bennett, guy? I think Bennett will be the guy. Again, the whole JT Daniels deal – with him apparently not being eligible. Um, and we've heard he was. We heard he isn't. And this is Kirby Smart's deal. Um, and I think a lot of the fans are kind of upset about it. But, um, you know, again, they're trying to do the right thing, trying not to get suspended. Um, I respect Kirby for it. And, you know, we'll just see how Bennett does. And But I think they stick with Bennett. He looked really good throwing the ball, had good feet. Um was able to get out of the pocket and help their offense out. So, um, I think they stick with him. Caleb, how big is that guy? Uh, Bennett, I think he's 5'11", 180 pounds soaking wet. He's 190. 190. They weighed him with his pads on. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) He's a string bean, people. No, he looked good. Um, Man, I I told y'all. I tweeted it out. Follow me at jwilly 15 uh, I tweeted out, I said, South Carolina, Tennessee is going to be a good game, and it was. And just kind of sucks that it ended in such a disappointing fashion. I mean, come man, on, man. Punt man ret- yells, Peter, you run away. Punt return, you you got you to gotta be aware. And uh, is it this way, it's a disappointing way to go out, I think. But that, does this not feel like typical South Carolina fashion? It, it is. It does. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's Will Muschamp. Will's got – he's got him there. They're doing good, and then somebody makes a bonehead play. Wow. And I don't know. I feel bad. I, I like I like Will Muschamp as a coach. I think he's really good. Um, I think that game was winnable. But to me, I think all this is doing is it's giving Jeremy Pruitt this, this power, this mojo, this momentum. I can feel it. Um, I'm not ready to, uh, you know, say it feels like 98, like some of you Vol fans out there, but uh, – it was South Carolina people, all right? When If they beat a ranked team, I think, again, I think Tennessee is on the verge of getting to be one of those top teams in the East. Mm-hmm. I, again, don't think they're there yet. They struggled against a, uh, a decent South Carolina team that, uh, again, lost on a bonehead play 
where they were having and going to get a chance to win the ball game. But I mean, again, Tennessee, I think will get better this year. I think they'll upset some people. Um, but I don't think they're going to be in Atlanta. So, but it's not 98 yet. I think we're on the verge of getting to 98 and, you know, having Peyton Manning and all them coming back. Um, so we'll just see how it goes. But again, they're, they're better. They're winning games that they're supposed to win, but they need to win games that are not supposed to win to be mm-hmm. to that elite level. I got a question for you, Peyton. Yeah. G-Bay or Kellen Mond? Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. Um, both, both quarterbacks that aren't as good as people say. If I had to pick, I would just go Kellen Mond, just because he's won bigger games than Gbay. But uh, you know, again, Garantano, he's he's stuck in there for hard games. He's not supposed to win, but he just you know he's too much of a mental case. I think Kellen Mond has come in and proven he can win games he's supposed to win other than lose the games he's not. That is incorrect, sir. The answer is Garantano. And the reason is, at least he played a decent South Carolina team. Kellen Mond played a crappy Vanderbilt team. Hmm. Garantano at least looked decent in times. Kellen Mond, can you really say he looked decent last the other day? No, you can't. He looked absolutely horrible. But then again, it could be coaching, could be a lot of things, could be play call, could be a lot of reasons Kellen Mond wasn't playing like he should. But I will say the Tennessee-South Carolina game, uh, the DeAndre Johnson is the league leader in sacks after week one with three sacks versus South Carolina. Mm. I had to look up the stat real quick. Reggie White? I don't know about that, but it is impressive to lead the SEC in sacks after one week yeah. with three. And, I mean, Tennessee's defense did have a pick six. I mean, but South Carolina had two players with ten tackles, I believe. And... uh Oh, actually, he had nine tackles, and that that was my best defensive performance of the weekend was uh, Kingsley, I can't say your last, Inbar, I, I didn't know, but your defensive lineman, his number is 52. He had nine tackles, two sacks, and three tackles for loss. He was a dominant player on that defense, and he was a human highlight reel for South Carolina's defense. Yeah, South Carolina is always going to have a good defense under Will Muschamp. I think. Uh, so now here's this question, Peyton. Yeah. Why don't you rake them? But well, let me let me direct it towards Caleb. One's the best. Two, three's the worst. Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina. Ah, oh, this is a. Are we going off of this year? Going off of week one. Week week one. Okay. Going off of what you've seen now. And you said Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina. Yep. Well, South Carolina. The the meat. I I would say Tennessee won just because they won. Kentucky Uh, and South Carolina. The other two are 0-1. The other two are 0-1. Now, which two? I'd say South Carolina performed better than Kentucky did. 
I didn't think Terry Wilson played good at all. Kentucky played a – I would say – I would. Kentucky I would say did play the harder they, team, no. but I don't think – Terry Wilson, I don't think threw it past 20 yards other than like two or three times. Okay. Auburn secondary is pretty good. Auburn secondary is really good. And they were and Kentucky was also gashing Auburn for five yards of pop on. They they were running I mean, the ball. They one, were running one, it good. You had an experienced O line that is probably the best in the SEC. Why would you not run the ball? And one, Terry Wilson did a very good job. He's got a and one, he's very he's rusty. Remember? Didn't play last year. I know he didn't hurt. play. Didn't get a um, spring. Did yeah. Didn't get a spring, didn't get a fall. He, and, again, the only live stuff he's seen is stuff on team. And to go against a very fast Auburn team, okay, for what he did, I thought he did a really good job. I mean, he, again, you got to work with what you're working with, okay? You've got to hand the ball off, got to hand the ball off. But his reads were really good. Throwing the ball was really good. they got to get him back in that groove. And I feel like Kentucky did that. Um, they had a couple plays where it cost them. But I didn't think Terry Wilson played a bad game. I thought he was a guy that needed to get back in the system. And, again, playing Auburn as your first game. In Jordan Hare. Yeah, in Jordan Hare, even though it wasn't 80-plus thousand there, it was only 17, it's pretty tough. And at, and at 11, in the, in 11 in the morning. So not even time to wake up, get the jitterbugs out. I mean, he, he had to go out. Again, drove it all the way down a couple times and scored. Um, but, again, threw one interception that hurt him. Um, was a play that I think he saw that he needed to fix. But, well, you know, I think he'll be all right. That interception should have never happened, though. They scored on I agree. the play no, before. I do, I do agree with that. The, the officials, that was a bad call. Uh, clearly, he's over the end zone line. And you're just sitting there like, where's this coming from? Like, come on, man. Like, you, you see it's clearly through. Uh, and, again, going back to bad officiating, how about the one with Jalen Waddle? He's at the half-inch half yard line before he was down. Come on, give him the touchdown. We know they're about to score. Let's just make it easy. Don't hurt Mizzou anymore. Let's just do it, okay? Right. They wanted to get Najee that one-yard touchdown run. And, I, and, 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 one, I would be mad if I was Jalen Waddle, too. You take a touchdown away from my stat sheet and give it to Najee Harris, who – is a workhorse, but come on, he does, he's going to have a plenty more. Receivers don't get it. Come on, help my man out. Don't just be like, oh, he, he was at the inch yard line. Come on, he was in the end zone clearly. So, officiating, I felt like wasn't bad, but needs a little more work. And he, again, those guys didn't, don't get practice games and stuff like that, like we uh, they they do in scrimmages. They do go to scrimmages sometimes and get work in, but. It's different from the real deal. So, um, you know, they they got a lot of work to do, and I think they'll get better, and we'll just see how it goes. So, Peyton, what what do you rank the three then? Uh, again, there's only one one to know. I would go again, like you said, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky would be my number two, uh, and I think South Carolina three. I think you know they're just going to struggle at times. I think Kentucky is going to be a team that will have success and uh, we'll just see how they do. Again, they, they, they got a tough season. They got to play Alabama. They got to play um, Georgia, Florida. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, an upset against Tennessee happened. Uh, I think that will be a one really good game is Kentucky-Tennessee. It will be. I think that's the – and 
I think that's going to be the game that decides who number three is in the East. I agree. I th- I like Kentucky. Uh, I like them better than Tennessee, um, just because I think Terry Wilson's a better quarterback than Old Bay. Um, their offense line's still great, but uh, Tennessee is uh, got some momentum that beat South Carolina. They're on the rise. Um, what do you? I mean, so we're, we're still thinking, you know, maybe Florida won. Florida, I mean, yeah, Georgia, I would say Florida, Florida still one. Georgia two, Tennessee three. I'd say Tennessee, Kentucky's three. Three A, three B, three A, three B. Yeah, South Carolina four. Yeah, Mizzou five, Vandy last. Yeah, I mean that's that's your East. Well, all right, we're gonna move on to the game of the week, the oldest, the Deep South's oldest rivalry between the Hedges. It's the Auburn Tigers versus the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens this Saturday. And it is a 3 o'clock kickoff. 6.30. Sorry, 6.30. 6.30 ESPN. And, I mean, and I don't think – Georgia is a six-point favorite. I think we would have to – we'd probably have to dig up somebody the last time they di- that these two teams did not play in November. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a crazy. Th- th- this, Grandpa? Is, this is fun, and I like it. Like, I like that it's in the beginning of the season. Um, again, like if you look at Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, they do their they do that game in the middle of the season, and I think it was a re- I think it's a really good idea. Um, it's fun as fans when you got Georgia and Alabama back to back, but it also takes a lot out of you. Like, uh, you really can't enjoy the win. Um, what was it, a couple years ago when Auburn beat. Alabama or Georgia and Alabama, the rank, uh, the number one ranked team, back to back, and then had to go play Georgia again. Like you can't celebrate that win and enjoy it, or even be like, ah, well, yeah, well, we did this because you end up playing them again. And uh, at that year, that didn't help Gus Malzahn out um, when you have to play a team again two weeks after you've already played them and you opened up your playbook against them, you really can't design anything else. And that was the what we saw in that SEC championship game. So uh, I like that it's in the beginning. I like that I think we'll see a lot of creative stuff on both teams uh, where we will see some maybe some trick plays or they're really just going to get after it because their sole purpose is this game for this week. Caleb, who leads the series right now? Ooh, overall, let me check the stat. I believe Georgia. It's Georgia. Nice. I believe it's Georgia, Georgia, but I don't know the all-time record. But I'll tell you the all-time record. They're I, up uh, sixty to fifty-six. Four-game swing. Four-game swing. Is, and and when is and when is the last time? And what's sad is Georgia's won. Well, I think what the is like 12, twelve out of the last fifteen. Fifteen, meetings. yeah. Caleb, when's the last time Auburn won in Athens? And who was quarterback? You put me on the spot, man. I have no idea. Brandon, Brandon Cox. Cox. 2005. To the do The lefty. The lefty. The Brandon lefty. Cox. The lefty from Trustful. Yep. That, that was a good game that night. <clears throat> so. It was well, on a some, fourth down play, too. Well, do some people think Auburn's due? Or do you think that Gus will continue the the course? Um, I brought it up in podcasts before, and. You know, Gus has never won in Athens, even as a coordinator at Auburn. And uh, I think Athens is a big, 
I think it would be a big win, but I think it's also a hard environment. I've been in that stadium. Those Georgia people, man, they get crazy. They love their Bulldogs. But again, they're not all there. They're, right. They aren't all there. And, and you know, how's that going to be the same? And how's that going to affect it? I mean, I, I, again, with the new lights they got and everything, I think that will, you know, get the players motivated, cause some things. Um, but again, with everybody not there, is this the year that Gus Malzahn can go into Athens, not be as, you know, going against the environment and everything, come in and beat the dogs between the hedges? And do you think Georgia comes out in the new black unis this year? I don't Again, think come out first time they wore the black jerseys was against Auburn. This is true. And do they redo it again? It's a night game. All the situations are there. Night game, great time to wear black. And why not? I feel like it's kind of – I feel I, like you should wear the home jersey first because you were away last week. I don't think – I don't think they wear them. And my simple reason is – they came out the beginning of the year like, hey, these are our two alternate unis we're going to rot this year. I don't know if they put let's, a game. Let's put a poll question on there. Let's okay. put a poll question we'll, we'll on there. We'll pull it up. We'll pull it up. All right. Hey, fans, all right, if you think all, Georgia wears the black unis or not, it's up to you. We'll see. I, th- I think they do. Jonathan doesn't. Caleb doesn't. Um, do you think they do any kind of combination deal? They always do something against Auburn, and Auburn always does something against Georgia. We do the blue out. We and Georgia has done the black jerseys. They've done the black pants one time. I think it was, or was it the um, all red? I think they did against us one time. I don't know. I checked like some archives or something. Um, I, I I don't remember. Maybe I remember the black jerseys. I my my argument for why i don't think they wear the black jerseys and i don't know if they have a game limit on it i'm surely they don't want to like wear the alternate uniforms for every game but i think i'm a little surprised they went with the red pants against arkansas georgia and arkansas probably maybe played each other maybe 20 times i'd be surprised if it's past 20 times i don't think they wear the black jersey because say kirby was like well, we're going to wear the red pants for one game and the black jersey for well, one game. Well, I think they wanted to do it against a team they knew they could win against, and that almost cost them. Mm. They, they wanted to make sure they, they were undefeated. Those red pants, they huh? might. They might. I don't think they do blackout. I think it's going to be a traditional red jersey. Okay. Right. And Silver I think pants. Silver pants, and I think Auburn's going to be in the Stormtroopers, and it's just going to be a all yeah. white. All white. John's going to love it. I can see that. I can see that. You can't mess with the cocaine. You know, you know what I would love is if Auburn came back with the old orange face mask like they did. They need they to. Had, they had when they, when Pat Dye was there. I mean, how awesome would that look? I mean, hey, Gus coming out in the old Pat Dye uniform. I mean, hey, look, he got pretty. He had a little Pat Dye in him at halftime, uh, and came out there and got a little aggressive. And uh, I think I think Coach Dye's with him. I think he should stick with that outfit the entire year. And wear it until they lose, at least. Yeah, wh- at least wear it till you lose. I mean, what what is there to lose? Come on. I mean, Gus, if you're hearing this, please stick with it. You look better with it. Better than that visor and the vest. I do like the vest at times, but come on, man. Stick with it. Uh, Pat dies with you. When you're wearing it, you want to know. Stick with it till you're undefeated. 60 minutes. All right, Caleb. Who? What does Georgia have to do? against Auburn, offense and defensively, to win the game this weekend? I feel like the play-action pass needs to be on point. Uh, Georgia should be able to run the ball a little bit against that defensive line. It did not look good for Auburn. 
But I will say they're a, they are very fast on that defense. They will play KJ Britt, Owen Popo, Christian Tut. They were flying over the field. They were going left, right, up, down. They were making plays. Smoke Monday made some plays. Um, but for Auburn, it's can we run the ball? Can they run the ball? I don't. I don't think it's going to be running the ball. I think it's going to be if Bo Nix can come out and have a great game like he did last time. He looks so much better as a passer. Chad Morrison's offense, and that's the thing about it. Everybody was so wondering whose offense was it going to be. Is it going to be Chad's or is it going to be Gus? You can clearly see it's Chad's. Um, I think all three of their backs did a really good job. DJ Williams, Tank Bigsby, and uh, Sean Chivers played pretty good. Didn't get as many carries as we normally see. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, we're, we're, I, I think it's going to be up to Bo Nix and that O-line if they can stick it with um, the Georgia D-line. Georgia D-line can get after it, and they're just going to have a good game. Um, Auburn receivers are the best I think they've ever had since the 4 5 uh, with, you know, Ben Obamu, Anthony Mix, Courtney Taylor. Um, you got Anthony Schwartz, Eli Stoves, and Seth Williams. And then uh, we saw a couple of freshmen get in there that were making some plays. Yeah. Um, now, I'll tell you what. The big 300-pound H-back uh, and a clean 300 people. I'm not talking about, like, a fat 300. I'm talking He's about – He's not sloppy. No, he is not. And, I mean, he is a clean 300 coming in and just laying the wood. What do you think that Kentucky DB was doing when he saw this man come at him? And, I mean, it was a freight train running right at him. And – Guys, I think Chad Morse has got this offense going, and they're pretty excited, and it's new things. That's the thing about it. Kirby's always had to deal with Gus. Now he's going to have to deal with Chad and maybe some Gus. So I think it's going to play in Auburn's favor. Um, we'll see how it goes. But for defensive-wise, if um, if I'm Georgia, I'm going after that weak D-line, losing Derrick Brown um, and Marlon Davidson. It, it's You can tell it's hurting them. They didn't have I – mean, apparently Big Cat – is was hurt, he um, and he's he's their strong defensive end. So again, if I'm if I'm the Georgia OC, why not run the ball? I mean, you've got a five star running back mm-hmm. who is built like a tank. I mean, let him run, let him have a chance, and then when you need to play action, when they bring the the linebackers in the safety downs, play action. You got George Pickens. That's all you need. Uh, you need more than one receiver. Uh, well, I mean, he's the only receiver that can do anything right now and win a game. I so. think I think for Georgia to be able to win the game, like we said, I think I think the weakest point on the Auburn defense from last weekend what we saw is definitely the D-line. I think they were getting gashed. They, Georgia's they all, made some adjustments at halftime. Georgia's always got a good offense line, always got like a top three in the SEC. I think if they you know run the ball well um, – Shoot, man, I wouldn't even – if I was Georgia, I wouldn't throw the ball more than 15 times unless you had to. I mean, I would keep it on the ground, chew up some clock, keep it away from the Auburn offense. Um, and I think they can win. You know, for uh, for Auburn to win, I think uh, what's going to have to happen is I think, uh, you know, Bo, it's going to be on Bo Nix. Um, you know, the game last year, you know, he, he kind of looked a little rattled, maybe a really big game for him. Um, looked like they were trying to get a comeback at the end. Didn't work out in their favor. I, I think they're going to have to uh, – Bo Nix is going to have to be able to make accurate throws, read the progression right. Uh, I also think 
you know, the left and right tackle for Auburn, they were getting they were getting beat. Uh, well, you had two mm. offensive tackles last year that got drafted. You have to replace them. They only they only had one returning starter, right, from last year. Brahms, the center. I don't know. So uh, I, I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good game. I don't think it, anybody's gonna get blown out. Uh, I do I do think we're still gonna see the effects of a season without a spring, without a fall camp. I think it will be kind of a still a little bit of a sloppy game, but I do think it will be a game nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about some other games now that we've talked about our game of the week. Uh, well, before we move on, uh, Peyton, who do you think is going to win this weekend? Um, I, I I think it's time. I think it's due. I think the Auburn Tigers go into Athens, Georgia, and comes out with the victory. Uh, score prediction: I'll say um, twenty-four to seventeen. Twenty-four seventeen, Auburn, Caleb. I'm going to go with the Auburn Tigers only because Georgia's offense looked absolutely garbage. Um, question is the score. I didn't think about it, but I'll come off. It'll probably be uh, 21-24, Auburn. All right. Uh, I'm going to go against y'all. You're going to go Georgia. I think it's going to be Georgia 13, Auburn 10. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Okay. I think Georgia's defense is really tough. Uh, I am taking this stance all year. This is my promise to you as a listener. It's going to be the show me. Gus hasn't shown me that he can win in Athens. Kirby's been pretty good at home. Show me, you know. So I, I think Kirby gets a little Athens magic. Maybe they do wear those bike uniforms. Maybe they get hype. Maybe the city is on fire for the Bulldogs. But I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Two great defensive minds going at each other. I think Georgia comes out on top 13-10. All right. So, let's move on to the net, uh, these other games. Uh, that's not necessarily the game of the week, but still will be on our TVs as we watch. So, Peyton, what game are you most excited to watch besides the Deep South Ultra Rivalry? I'm excited to watch uh, the Tide and uh, the Aggies play uh, another top 15 matchup. Um, are we really going to see A&M at their best? Um, did we just not get that because they didn't want to show stuff against Alabama? Um, or are we going to just get what we've been seeing and – um, Alabama just comes out and does what they're best at and just dominate people. Um, I think it will be um, a better game. I don't think it will be a complete blowout. Um, right now, you know, <laughs> Alabama is a 17.5-point favorite over the Aggies. Um, Do you think ag- they cover? I, I Again, I don't. I, th- I think it will be a close game, um, but I don't think – uh, Alabama will cover. Um, Saban's never been really good at covering points. Now, again, when your cover is like 29 points, 28 points, <laughs> it's, hard it's, pretty, it's pretty hard to do yeah. that. Um, but uh, I think the Aggies put a little more fight in Alabama. Uh, I think we see a little bit more um, Alabama, a little more mistakes at times. But I think the Aggies um, go into Bryant-Denny and they lose. Um, score prediction, I will say, will be um, 30 to 42. 30 42. 
Really high score. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think Nick Saban is going to beat the Texas Texas A&M boo-boo squad is what I will refer to them. (laughs) Like Caleb said earlier in the podcast, Vandy, 17-12. No, 17-12. Vandy, Cuzzo, Jimbo. Bobo, whatever your name is, it ain't going to get any easier. It's not. That's a layup. It's not, and it is a layup. And guess what? You know what? Nobody expected Georgia to be 5-10 to 10 at halftime against Arkansas. And they came out. I mean, again, you got to find your stride. This is what happens when you don't have a spring, don't really have a fall, and you got to deal and, and don't have those games to help you out on the piece, key pieces you're missing. Maybe they found them before you know, Alabama. You know who Texas A&M is? You know what the Texas A&M-Alabama game is every year? A blowout. <laughs> it's it's either the closest, like, best shootout game ever where there's no defense at all or it's a blowout by Alabama. No, it's it's that it's that seven in high school that you had in homeroom. You're like, she's hot, right? Like, it, like she's a good-looking girl, right? And you're trying to talk yourself into it like, she looks good, right? Like everybody's like Texas A&M and Alabama. That's gonna be a good game, right? And then you go to class and you're like, "She's not hot. This ain't a ball game." So I, I I'm gonna disagree. I think Texas A&M. I think they get their uh, their butts whooped. I think uh, I, I, Alabama may not cover because you know, like you said, Nick's not good with uh, covering the spread. But I don't think it's a game at all. I think uh, Texas A&M might make it look better in the late quarters. I could see Alabama winning 45-20. 45-20. Bold statement. And 20 and, and it wouldn't surprise me. And it and it's 45 and it's 45-13 with a minute left. Wouldn't surprise me. And uh, Nick's got the the water boys out there playing. Caleb? Uh-huh. Can't argue that. I mean the way, the way they Texas A&M look they Ugh. It was just horrible. Uh, I think you're right in that game. Alabama's, I think, I don't even think it's going to be that. I think you'll be, I think they might have 42 by the third quarter and already have their backups in for the whole fourth quarter for Alabama. That big of a blowout. That big of a blowout. Mm. I do not like the Aggies at all. They did not <laughs> impress me one bit. Jeez. I don't mean to be harsh, but. But who knows? Everyone says week two's when you get your biggest adjustments. That's when your team does a lot better week two than week one. Yeah, and to and to that point, I think like before now, you like everybody had everybody was looking at last year's film, two years ago's film. They were different rosters, different teams, different coordinators. But now you finally have got some concrete evidence. Now that's the film. It's a small sample size, but at least you're like. Okay, well, number 15 is their quarterback at LSU. It's not number nine. Yep. But uh, some some other games I'm looking at, uh, I think Ole Miss-Kentucky. Yeah, that's, that's the game I that, really that's be, like. That's going to be a real good game. That's going to be that's gonna be the game I'm like. That's the underrated game of the week. It is the underrated game of the week, I'll agree, because. <laughs> 3 o'clock kickoff. I think is the lane train. Network? I mean, I think he's here, and then, like, you know, Kentucky fans, they've had it happen. 
before, you know, everybody's excited about Kentucky. Like, we got all these starters back. We're really yeah, excited. Really experienced on the O-line, D-line, probably the best O-line in the SEC. And they came they came into Auburn, and I'm sure they're like, we could win this game. And they didn't, and it was disappointing. And they didn't play terrible. And Kentucky's always like two it, – it seems like they're just two steps behind the big dogs. You know, you're like, man, this is uh, – this is great, but can we beat Tennessee? No. Can we beat Florida? No. Can we beat uh, Georgia? No. Can we beat Kentucky or Alabama? Auburn? No. So I think Ole Miss, they still got all this hype. I'm ready to see like how good they can be with Lane. I think uh, they showed spurts of greatness against Florida, and I think it's going to be a very good, tough game for both of them, and I think it's going to be close. Who do you think wins? I think Kentucky wins. It's at Kentucky. I think uh, I think Terry feels a little better in the bluegrass state. You know, I think they'd look at the film like, hey, here's the adjustments we're going to make. We need to run the ball a little more. I think their defense played pretty good against Auburn. Um, I think Kentucky is a more talented team than Ole Miss, so that's why I give Kentucky the win. Who do you think wins, Caleb? I think Ole Miss wins, and I believe Kentucky is the favorite. Peyton? Uh, what's the over-under? Uh, it is six and a half points, Kentucky. Okay, so Ole Miss, yeah. Uh, I would get the underdog on this one. I believe Ole Miss will win. Uh, Matt Corral looked really good. He was slinging the ball versus Florida. And Florida's defense is not something you can just say, oh, they're not great. They're DBU with LSU. They've always had great defensive plays and players. The question is, can Ole Miss continue this hot streak on their offense, and can their defense stop them? Can the defense stop Terry Wilson? But can Terry Wilson ball out, like, better than he did week one? I understand it was week one. He's got to get the feel for him. i like to see more. I expected more from Terry Wilson. That's why I was being harsh on him. I, I, I kind of want to see him use his legs more. I do, too. I think he's a mobile guy. Well, they almost did that trick play. They tried to do this uh, Philly special with him. They tried, they, but they it tried failed. it. And again, I don't, I don't think middle of the field is a great call for that play, um, especially the package they got against Auburn. If you're getting a lot of man, I think that's a great play. But how they called it, when they called it, I didn't think it was a good decision. Clearly, he was open. He was, but he had that DB or that safety coming screaming down. Yeah, and that's you don't want to lose him again. So, yeah, um, I didn't think it was a smart choice on that play call. I think that would have been a great goal line play, but not a good middle of the field play. Now, granted, they were looking to get something going. Their offense hadn't been clicking. Um, great drives, but. Um, you don't really need to lose the guy you got back and have led y'all to a 10-win season. But so. I'm, I'm going to say final score in my prediction, 45 old Miss, 38 Kentucky. Not bad. A really high scoring guy. I think it's going to be high scoring. I got you. Pedro, do you have a score prediction for us? Or? Uh, whew. I mean, th- this is a tough game to pick who I think would win. I think both teams are great. Um. Looking at it, I think that Ole Miss will win this game. Um, uh, it's nothing against Kentucky. I, I think it's going to be a shootout all the way down the end. I just think I think Ole Miss hits a game-winning field goal to win the game. Um, score prediction, 28-31 Ole Miss. 
Y'all are sleeping on my big blue. I'm not sleeping on it. I, I just think Ole Miss right now has better. I think they played a better opponent. I think Ole Miss played Y'all a better opponent. Y'all acting like Ole Miss won the game. No, I, no, I, no they, they didn't. But, but last year they would have got skull drug against yeah. a, a Florida team like that. And the fact that they stuck with them. Now, I, I'm not saying Kentucky is a bad team either. I'm just saying that Ole Miss, I think, has more talent. And I think that Lane Kiffin provides a lot more than Kentucky. I think Mark Stoops is at the peak at Kentucky, and I don't think he can do any more. He can't. He can't. He can't get four and five stars in there. It's his you biggest can do, kryptonite. You can do further with Ole Miss. You can't do further with Kentucky. I believe. Uh, I think Kentucky wins. Uh, I think they're going to win. I'd say by nine points, probably. Ooh. Maybe a twenty twenty-one thirty. I think I think I think they win because I, I still think Kentucky is a very talented team, um, regardless of the outcome on week one. Uh, but before y'all uh, try to trash my uh, Kentucky blue anymore, Caleb, what's a game you're looking forward to this week that we have not mentioned? I'm thinking about it. Um, maybe Missouri Tennessee. Really. Why? I mean, can Missouri come out and get an upset? It would be amazing mm. if Missouri came out and beat Tennessee. Garantano just doesn't throw the ball well. It would be amazing Missouri... that I had a bunch of money just going to my bank account, too. <laughs> it would be. Uh, it's a sneaky game. It's not – I don't think Missouri's going to come up and win, but I feel like it could be a real tight game. Because Missouri's defense is pretty good. I'm not going to say they're great or anything, but they're pretty good. They're better than their offense. And Tennessee's offense didn't look beautiful. But I will say, uh, Missouri, you played Alabama week one. You played probably one of the toughest teams. It's going to get easier from there, buddy. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't. It's at Tennessee, and like I said, no, it's not going to be a packed out Neyland Stadium, um, but I don't know. I think Tennessee played a, a more talented team with South Carolina last week, and they took care of business. And I don't, I don't think much of Mizzou, so I think Tennessee wins this game. Maybe not a blowout, but I think I don't think it's really much of a game um, past the third quarter. Peyton, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think Tennessee comes out um, in Neyland Stadium. Again, with no fans being there, but just to have that home environment, uh, to be home, it, it, it plays a huge factor. Um, I think that Tennessee comes out and wins this game uh, 28-14, and they get the job done at home. All right, I got I got one quick what if on this uh, Saturday schedule uh, that I want to propose to y'all, and then we'll move on to our final topic about the stadium atmosphere. Uh, what if LSU goes into Nashville and loses? They go, they, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if Vandy beats LSU? Uh, Coach, it, you're if, fired you, on, you're not even allowed back at LSU. They won't fire him. You're they fired won't, on this. They won't fire I'm him. sorry, you lose to Vanderbilt. They're not going to fire him two games one for, away from winning the Natty. Yeah. But dude's been through a divorce. Do you hit 
Yeah, it's just like it time you brought up with divorce. Sorry, man. I mean, I mean, it's. It, I'm sorry. I know a divorce is hard. Uh, I know she looked good, Peyton. But no, I have not. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I have you divorced, looking for I've, one? I've have divorced parents. It's not easy on the kids. Okay. And when you got over a hundred, it's kind of hard. <laughs> uh. Okay, so like, if I think if Vandy beats LSU, I think LSU put it. They, Derek Mason gets a raise right there. They're definitely hitting the panic button. And they're like, this, abort this. We're done. Abort. abort. Derek Mason gets a contract extension because of that game if he wins. I agree. But in reality, I think. uh, I I think LSU gets gets back on their track. Back on the high horse. Maybe it's not a good. Maybe it's not a pretty win. It's a win. They need to take something. And one. They they, need to find their rhythm. They need to get rhythm with Miles Brennan. He's not Joe Burrow. That people need to realize that. Yeah. They're not. He's not Joe Burrow. This he, isn't 2019. This isn't 2019. This is 2020. He'll be fine. You got to give him better space, better throws, easier throws. Took too many shots downfield. But the, when they started doing easier throws, he started to find a rhythm. That's what he needs. All right, moving into our last topic, and that is. How has this COVID affected our stadium atmosphere? Well, I'll say this. Um, I, I truly think home field advantage is not as big as it's been in the past. Um, now, granted, when there's 20,000 people there, yeah. For a UAB game or a Sunbelt game or a Conference USA game, that's big. Before when, but when you're used to having, or maybe even a Vandy game, but when, but when you've had stadiums with a hundred plus people, eighty plus people, eighty thousand, I mean, it it plays an effect because you can't hear anything. You're gonna have, you're having to do signals for this and that, and you're having to deal with that process, and it's a lot on people. You could definitely tell, like last year, uh, Florida against Auburn. You could tell it was affecting Bo Nix at times. Oh yeah, you couldn't. He couldn't shout out commands could, or nothing. He he, yeah, he had a rundown, do this, and while he was doing it, they were changing defenses, and um, it it plays into effect. But you got to realize that home field is home field. I don't think it plays into effect. And one, why can't the animals be there? Is what I don't understand. I mean, can they can they get COVID? Or can they give it to – I mean, are we afraid about the Auburn Eagle flying around and spreading it to all those people? Or the Bulldog that nobody can touch that just stands at the corner? I mean, I, I don't get that. Um, I feel like it, that's a tradition that most SEC schools have and love to do. And uh, for the small amount of people there, um, they enjoy it. Um I mean, these, these animals get treated like kings and queens. And now we're just going to have a year where we're like, ah, we don't really need you, bye. Um, and, and, I, and I feel bad for the animals, to be honest. Um, I feel like they look forward to it every year. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, yeah. I, I know that uh, the, the queen at Texas A&M, um, they had like a special on Disney Plus about her on how she – goes through like spa treatments and training and do does all this and she's not getting that every week man come on like i I, I know my wife would enjoy it would be pissed if her spa treatment got taken away every week i know um i've and 
how about the Auburn Eagle? I mean, how how many times does that bird get to fly around? And or is, 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 or is that the one time that bird really gets to experience freedom? I'm pretty sure he flies around. Well, a lot. you don't know that. Maybe it's in a cage all the time. I mean, what if that's the one freedom he gets? Are we just going to take it away from him? I promise you this. Ugga probably lives better than all three of us, uh, even now. Oh, no doubt. With the heated <laughs> doghouse, that thing's better than my house. I'm telling you, that dog, it doesn't even matter if he's not there at the games anymore. He's still living better than all of us around. I, I do think. With the eagle, I think it's difficult, but we got a lot of dogs. You got Smokey, you got uh, Mississippi State Queen, Bulldog, Queen, Ugga. What's State? I don't one, know State's The Bulldogs. only animal I know that's happy that they're not sitting on the sideline is the Mississippi State Bulldog after getting ran over by Whitlow last year. <laughs> so You know who's real? You know, Mike the Tiger wasn't out there. Mike, was he? No, Mike, Mike. No, well, they used to put him in a cage he and bring cage. him out there. But remember, he his like, I think his thing is where or his little exhibit. I think he's fine. Um, I know Arkansas's got a pig that they bring out. Pig suey. I don't think they put him on the field. I think he's just like there. No, the pig him. comes out and has its cage. Yeah, I was like, he's on the side. On, and he's on the side. Oh, okay. Okay, but what about what about? I mean. Uh, is the Big 12 letting, like, Bevo or whatever, the dang cow at Texas, is he allowed to go out or the I horses? I, I, not, I, really I really didn't pay attention to it. I, I didn't Did know. Oklahoma do that run thing before they lost this week? I mean. I don't know. It's probably a good thing that they didn't. What, um, does South Carolina do, like, a chicken thing? Do they just have a chicken flop? They got a cock that's over there. <laughs> they got the game cock. Do they really have a game cock over there? Yeah. Uh, they bring. I think they bring it out. Um, I, again, I've never been to a South Carolina home game. Would love to go to one. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't know if they bring the cock out or they. Uh, they don't whip their cock out. They don't whip their cock out. No. Nope. I mean. Um, I would think. You know, the, the Auburn thing kind of interests me because the dog. Sure, like people are gonna like pet. Like, oh, good dog. You know, here you go. Yeah, I, I mean, got to be for the game. It's Nobody's touching the eagle though. No. Like, like, you want the Italians all over you? Just, you? No, you, sir. You, you just you just take a picture. That's it. That's all you do. You just take one picture with the eagle. You don't get close to it. Uh-huh. Don't want you to pluck your eye out or anything. But, um, well, I he's mean, got a hood on half the time, don't he? When he just no, he sits there. They hold that thing. They don't blind it. They, yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't I, I didn't know it. if they blinded it or no, not. No, they put they put like a. He's chain got like on a leash on. It. It. He's got a leash on it, so it can't fly away. And like it, they double leash it. Like they <laughs> they make sure, they're sure that, that eagle ain't going anywhere. Um, and, and we know it's not that dangerous because remember against uh, Clemson Notre Dame the eagle landed on a fan, and fan was okay. So I don't know, guys. I mean, it's it just I, I don't agree with not having animals there. Um, from what I know or from what I what I'm saying, I mean maybe animals can get it, but I'm pretty sure I thought they said animals couldn't get it. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people were worried. Like, oh my God, is uh, is uh, my little poopsie gonna be okay now that I'm good? I got the COVID. You know, like yeah. my little my they, little they lap said, dog. No, dogs, dogs will be fine. Okay, well, like ninety percent of the SEC mascots are dogs, so why can't they be? I wouldn't do ninety. They need to get more live mascots. They do. And, I mean, yeah, everyone would love to see an okay. Alabama elephant quick, out who's, there who's, for real. Not the worst, like. <laughs> Okay, not the worst, like, mascot mascot. You know, like, well, well, I hate, like, South Carolina Gamecock. But, like, 
Like, who do you think is the worst mascot in the SEC? Like, <laughs> them's fighting words. Like, you're like, this is where I'm dying on this hill. Like, your mascot is probably the worst. And I'm not saying it's dumb, but I'm like, nobody gets hyped for that guy. Mine, to lead off, the Vanderbilt Commodore, Mr. C. Or, <laughs> like, dude, what? And, like, I'm I'm going to rack on Vandy a little bit. Y'all got an anchor in chains. Anchor down. When's the last time y'all been to a Tennessee beach? When did y'all go to a Tennessee beach? Where's the Tennessee Navy at? Huh? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> but, no, seriously, they have the – have you seen, like, uh-huh. Mr. C? I've seen him. It's pretty bad. <laughs> like playing like NCAA mascot mashup. Yeah, nobody, no, sir. nobody was ever like, I no, want to be Mr. Nobody C. Was like, hey, you know what? I want to. I want to be the Commodore. It would be the only time they won, yeah. though. You know who else looks bad? Like, it looks like a five-year-old design. The South well, Carolina uh, mascot. I, I thought you, know, you were talking I, outside the cocky, SEC. I, I, I think Cocky's fine. Like, I don't have an issue with Cocky. I it think looks, it's unique. Um, he looks like. Dude, his, he looks like, man, I got $20 in my pocket. What am I going to be for Halloween? That's what he looks like. I, I think he's fine. I don't I don't think he's that bad. Um, now, what I don't know, now, the worst mascot. In the SEC. In the SEC. Is the Ole Miss Shark. That thing looks. It's not real. Oh, God. Uh, it, it looks awful. The I mean. Shark. Who, uh, You're they, right. I'm, I'm sorry, Vanderbilt. Actually, the worst mascot <laughs> is that old Miss. Yes. I mean, he, I'm just, what, Tony the, the Land Shark. I mean, he is awful looking, dude. Like, one, they're the Rebels. Yeah. They went from the Rebels to the Black Bears to the Sharks. I mean, uh, like, we get they, the Sharks only came up because of the defense, which is the Land Sharks. Now their defense is doo doo. Yeah, their defense is trash. So, why, why are we celebrating them being Sharks? I mean, granted, I got I get their mascot had to go away, but um, the mascot. He was actually based on a black guy. Really? Yeah. I didn't read the story. It's a good. It's a good little look up. Colonel Reb was based on a black guy, um, but we won't go into that. To uh, we won't dive into that. But yeah, I, I agree that the land chart looks like a bad guy in like Power Rangers. He looks like he looks like a villain from the Power Rangers episode. Like he does. He, oh, God, like, you like, defeated me. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm getting ready to say it's morphin' time just to go beat him. I mean, it, it looks so bad. Coolest non-live mascot. Ooh, coolest non-live mascot. Ah, truthfully, I kind of like Albert, the Florida mascot. Yeah, he's he, pretty cool. He he seems like that guy I want to party with at college. Like. The sweater, the hat. I mean, he he seems pretty chill. Good looking girlfriend. Right, <laughs> good looking girlfriend. Uh, wow, is it Alberta or something, something like that? Like, like or is that his sister? That'd be weird. Oh, well, that would be weird. <laughs> be very- think, yeah, it <laughs> is. It, it's Alberta. Um, now, truthfully, another cool mascot I would say is Big Red from Arkansas. Um, he looks pretty cool. Just a little hog coming around. Now, I'll tell you, the one I would not want to hang out with is, um, what's his name? Uh, Harry the Dog from Georgia. Georgia. He just he just looks like a tool, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm just telling you. He looks you. like somebody keeps bullying him. Like, he looks like a Georgia fan. But you mm. know, I will say that Harry looks better than Bully. The Mississippi yeah, State Bulldog. Yeah, I will, I will say that. Bull, Bully just looks like 
he just showed up to the party. Yeah, here and, I am. Yeah, like, hey, what's up? Not really trying to contribute. Right. So, I Smokey, mean. Smokey, the mascot, looks, he's all right. Smokey's cool. I mean, he's all right. But, hey, but what about the Kentucky Wildcat? He's pretty fierce. He's pretty pretty good looking. Yeah, he's all right. All, you know, Albie's pretty. Albie's seems Albie's like, like Albie, the most energetic guy. Albie's like that guy who shows up to a party and is like, you know what? I'm going to jump off the roof. Yeah. And you know what? And if you don't like it, cool. If you like it, even better. So Big Al gives me like big guy vibes. He does. He's like, you want to see me drink this 30 rack? And you're like, no. I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to like it. And you're going to watch. Hey, I bet you can't funnel four beers. I can't. I can. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a guy who'd win a kneading contest. Isn't, uh, isn't LSU's uh, their dress-up mascot? And he Mike as well? Yeah, Mike the Tiger. I think I think uh, he A live is, mascot's way cooler. Oh, no doubt. I think they no had doubt. the best live mascot. The tiger, it's just yeah. a tiger. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. A, I mean, tiger that, in, in Baton Rouge, right? Out of all places, that, um, you know how much cocaine that tiger's been exposed to. <laughs> that is an apex predator. <laughs> God, Jesus. Uh, I think I think the eagle's pretty cool uh, at Auburn. Just seeing it fly, that's probably. I still think that's one of the best traditions in college football. Um. Yeah, you know what would be pretty cool is if Alabama got an elephant. Like, let's not say they don't let's, have the money. It would need they a baby elephant if I mean, we're doing anything. Well, still, I mean, how hard would it be for them to go to the Tuscaloosa Zoo, borrow the elephant, bring them to games? I think they used to have – I think they used to did, use did, a, I don't think they did. No, like back in the day, I think they you did. You think they did? I think so. Like, I, I – like – I don't think out on the field because they're like, yo, we can't like let this elephant mess. But have them for tailgates. And but stuff? I think they like had it like in a cage. Like, hey, here's here's our mascot. Check it out. I might be mistaken. I I don't think they did. I mean, maybe they did it for a parade. Or it's something. something like they were doing like like the 1930s. Like, oh, we got this elephant. Well, I think I think they probably did it for a parade or something like that. Maybe maybe I, that's I what I'm thinking of. I don't know if they did a live mascot i mean i'll look more into it but I, I don't think they do um i mean the best live mascots a piece of toilet paper and some tide huh yeah yeah i mean it's the one they could take everywhere the sec that's my green wave